Good morning. It's the Workers Beat. I'm Gene Lance. And the beautiful redhead is at home today. I hope she calls and tells us how she's doing. I have Brother Kenneth Williams, though, to filling in. Good morning, Kenneth. Good morning. Glad to see you. The the Workers Beat, of course, is about everything from the point of view of working people. We like to start with things you can do. July the 4th, Gerardo Contreras will have a labor float in the Arlington 4th of July Parade. Contact the Arlington County Labor Council, Tarrant County Labor Council, (laughs) TCCLC. July the 5th at 4.30, there will be a labor meet and greet with Congresswoman Jasmine Crockett at 1408 North Washington. Contact Jasmine McLeod, I think she's an assistant, at 601-862-9016. July the 8th, 5 to 9 p.m., a celebration of life for Brother Gene Soslo, KNON activist. This will be at Poor David's Pub. July the 30th, the National SAG-AFTRA contract expires. And if the riders are still out when the actor's uh, contract expires, we're going to have more and more trouble uh, in River City. No, we're have more and more trouble in Hollywood. On July 31st, the UPS Teamster contract expires for 34,000 workers. Start thinking about how you're going to be able to help. August the 8th at 6.30 p.m., communication workers and the Texas Climate Job Projects Back to School Town Hall at 1408 North Washington. That's a lot of stuff coming up. And if you've got more stuff, you can call us at 972-647-1893. We are delighted to be able to celebrate July the 4th with you, but... Not everybody celebrates July 4th. There are people who don't even think it's worth celebrating. One of them was Frederick Douglass. Kenneth, what was Frederick Douglass's attitude about July the 4th? Well, let me give you a little quote of what he said. He said, what to the American slave is your 4th of July? And he answered, he said it reveals to him more than all the other days of the year the gross injustice and cruelty to which he is the constant victim. That was Frederick Douglass's take on the 4th of July. And what what he's talking about is it's a contradiction. Mm -hmm. Because the 4th of July, we are celebrating liberty for America. So supposedly. But at the same time, we have not granted liberty to everyone in America. Now, that was a problem when Frederick Douglass said it, but I believe in light of what we've seen this week, it's still a problem now. Like what? What happened this week that would keep us from thinking we should be celebrating the 4th of July? This week, the right-wing Supreme Court inflicted a one-two punch on Frederick Douglass's people, the African-Americans, today. On the one hand, They overruled the use of affirmative action in order to promote racial diversity. And on the other hand, they they overruled an attempt to relieve students of of a little bit of their debt, Mm -hmm. which disproportionately affects African-American students who tend to have to borrow more money in order to go to school. So you're you're saying that African-Americans, students have been hit twice this past week. They've been hit twice. They've been told that you're not, the schools cannot specifically try to help them through affirmative action on the one hand. And on the other hand, they've been told that in order to get an education, they need to accept being burdened with debt and that no relief for them is available from this debt. And so, so they're throwing up two roadblocks which maintain the contradiction in the modern sense that Frederick Douglass talked about. Well, the Dallas Morning News joined in uh, saying that they uh, saying that the Supreme Court was right in cutting out affirmative action. I hope I hope people have a, a more clear understanding of that. Let's see if this person does. The phones are not working very well, but they're working somewhat, Pierre says. So we'll try to get this caller. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello, you're on the air. Well, I guess the phone failed that time. 
we may or may not be able to get you on the air. Uh, caller, try again. Uh, they had last week, we didn't even have any phones. Me and Bonnie were able to pontificate for the whole hour because uh, nobody called. Okay, so they cut out uh, affirmative action. The Dallas Morning News wrote an editorial saying that this was just fine, that that was uh, really the way to go. There was no problem at all with that. In fact, we shouldn't even be mentioning race. And another person that found it to be just fine was Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. He said, quote, treating anyone differently based on skin color is oppression. Yeah. Clarence Thomas says, can you uh, kind of undo that statement? Well, see, what Clarence Thomas and other conservatives are saying is based on a false premise. What they're saying is, if you don't explicitly mention race, you're not using race. But this is in contra- but this is a, a misunderstanding of American history because most American racist systems have not used explicit, explicit references to race. They just do stuff. So yeah. like when they did redlining, they didn't say we're going to redline the black people. They just redlined them. Mm-hmm. When they did poll taxes, they didn't have poll taxes for just black people. They used poll taxes... They knew it hurt black people, but they didn't say that's what we're trying to do. That's so when, so what Clarence Thomas says, uh, it just isn't the way the world really works. Okay, let's uh, take this caller and see if the phones will work. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Me? Yeah, you're on the air. Good morning. How you doing? Hi, Imani. How you doing? You think we should be celebrating the 4th of July? Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm, I can't celebrate and this is what the, I, I think people would probably for my own because you are worthy of that. Yeah, Imani, I'm sorry. You're breaking up. Now, you call a lot, and usually you're very clear. So I know you're not on speakerphone. I know you've already got your radio turned off. And yet you're still you're still not coming through. Get get as close as you can to the phone, and let's give it another try. Hello. Yeah, you're on, you're on the air. You're just garbled. Go ahead. I want to tell people what they're doing. If one was a hey, 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 she, this plain old me. And I'm sorry, I fought for this one. That's all I want to say. All right. Thank you so much, Imani. Imani's been was in the in the uh, in the military service twice during Vietnam. Served this country and uh, also um, often comments on questions like patriotism. 972-647-1893 is the number, but we just cannot guarantee that things are going to go well. So Clarence Thomas says that treating anyone differently based on skin color is oppression, but that is what they're doing, and they're doing it all the time. Well, well, let's look at this affirmative action idea, right? Mm -hmm. They're saying that if someone descends from part of the population that was held in slavery for 12 generations mm-hmm. and forced through violence to work without getting paid, you can't make a reference to that when you're going to school. Mm-hmm. But now, if you you're the grandchild, when you're, if you're the grandchild, mm-hmm. right, of someone who benefited from that system, Harvard has something called a legacy admission. Yeah, 34%, you say, you 34% of all Harvard graduate uh, entrances are a legacy you can say, my grandfather went to Harvard, therefore let me in. Mm-hmm. So, so the, the, the system that was preserved at a time when they didn't let black people in, you can still benefit from that. Mm-hmm. But, if you're, but if your ancestors were a victim of that system, you can't I get see. into the school. But black people are being treated differently all the time all the time and affirmative action tries to go in the opposite direction yes and uh, and that's what they're ending they're ending the idea of going in the opposite direction exactly racism is still there and uh, they're saying we shouldn't be mentioning it well well, the, well, the, the, the theory of that conservatives are trying to construct is we don't explicitly say anything about it, it's not happening. Right. Right? So you look in the U.S. Constitution, you have something called the Three-Fifths Compromise. Slave states were given 
represent, extra representation in the House of Representatives based mm-hmm. on three fifths of their population. Who was that three fifths of the population? They were slaves. They were black slaves held in slavery. But it never said that. Mm-hmm. So is that part of the colorblind constitution? Clarence <laughs> Thomas said it was a colorblind constitution. The constitution has a fugitive slave clause, a three-fifths compromise. It has a second amendment that was created to put down slave rebellions. It has a 13th amendment specifically to free the slaves, 14th amendment to make them citizens, and 15th amendment to give them specifically the right to vote. But for him, despite that history, it's a colorblind constitution. He says it's a colorblind constitution? Right. He actually said that? He actually said it. Is he that dumb or is he just lying? No, he's a fanatic. He's not, he's, not, he's not dumb. Mm-hmm. It's that he wants to believe that, and, he, and, he, and I think if he, says, he thinks if he says it enough times, the rest of us will accept it as being true. <laughs> well, Justice Sotomayor, I think, put it very well, and she said, quote, ignoring <laughs> racial inequality will not make it disappear. Absolutely. I also have a quote from Congressman Mark Vesey, my congressman. He said, quote, I think it's sad. He said it was not unexpected. But it was a sad thing, a sad day, a sad day for America, a sad weekend for America as we go into July the 4th. So the question we're asking is, should we all be celebrating July the 4th or not? I know Native Americans don't like it, and I'll tell you why. Because they had a better deal from the British. <coughs> the, col- the colonists said, okay, we're just going to take all your land. There's nothing you can do about it. But the British had made a deal. They had said, we're not going to go any further west. So the colonists, the, I mean, the Native Americans, which was most of the, most of the continent at that time, they don't, they don't celebrate July the 4th and uh, probably never did. Now, and uh, Frederick Douglass said that African Americans should not be celebrating July the 4th. So there's two big uh, demographic groups that don't think it's such a great idea. Now, now, me, I wouldn't go so far as to say don't celebrate the 4th of July. I, I think the work we have to do is to make the liberty that's referred to in the, in the, from the 4th of July to make that real for everyone. So it's like a promise unkept. Exactly, mm-hmm. which is how Martin Luther King framed the whole notion of the Constitution. It's a promise that has not been kept. So we're going to have to fight in order to make that promise real for the whole population. Mm -hmm. Because it's not real now. Mm -hmm. The Washington Post says a senator says that the Supreme Court is corrupt. Yet another poll, this time from Quinnipiac, shows the court's approval at an all-time low, 29%. So in other words, 29% of the American people think the Supreme Court is okay, and the rest of them don't. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Let's try these phones again. I can barely hear you. Can you get as close as you can to the phone? Can you hear me now? A little better. All right. First of all, this has been a 50-year long game plan. It's like roll away with a long play long play game plan. And what happened was in 2010, midterm election changed, particularly what we have right now. Everybody was kind of, you know, happy because Obama was elected. Not understanding that they was in the back room cutting deals, that from right trying to uh, limit voting rights. And we had people who in the Democratic Party set back, you know, fought little battles that didn't make sense. And to the day still don't make sense. And that's why you have these Supreme Court uh, decisions past week. Have you, have you noticed, number one, is this. Every person that they interviewed this week, they never asked that question, asked the question, did you vote? Uh-huh. From the person who lost uh, the battle for uh, student loan, they never asked that person. Huh. They never asked a person about uh, from their action, did you vote? Or the same thing with the um, LGBT, did you vote? No, that's not the one question no one ever asked. So, so you're saying that if people are going to comment on this stuff, they ought to get 
off their tails and do stuff, right? Not only, not only that, we as a group, especially a union organization, our people are unions, got to understand history. One of the reasons why unions are not strong in the South because of slavery. And Absolutely. So, and, and, and so when people went to the North, you know, from the South to go work, they were unions. Uh-huh. What happened is the union worker had become middle class, indoctrinated, and he has separated himself from the poor and the working poor to the point where it's them and us. I see. And I understand that the rules that we have now, the boys, uh, our work week, truth is not working. They just know those who currently as we speak now. The problem is most Americans have gotten close to all. And, and if I'm a Republican, I'm taking away your rights because you're spoiled. You don't want to vote. <laughs> you don't want to uh, be engaged. Uh-huh. And so as long as you don't be engaged, I'm going to take advantage of you. Okay. You better, you better wrap it up. We got some people waiting. Okay. All right. Thanks. That's it. Okay. Well, appreciate it very much. We're going to try the phones. Shall we try the phones again, Pierre? Okay. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello. Hello. Oh, no. That, that one's too weak. That was too. This is a little better now. Okay, get up close to the phone. Get up close to the phone and talk loud. All right. Well, yes, uh, on your question, uh, I agree with your your guest there. Uh, I agree with the premise of July 4th as a promise never kept. Uh Uh, But as far as celebrating it, I I don't celebrate it because, like you said, it's a promise that hasn't been kept. Just like the Constitution, uh-huh. and uh, it, it said, I'm, "I'm outraged about uh, the little parts and pieces they're they're, they're taken away from uh, the Civil Rights Bill. This uh-huh. is just one. This is one, just one piece of it." Yeah. And well, actually, on on the on the voting rights. The Supreme Court actually upheld a couple of did a couple of uh, good uh, decisions. Th- those were uh, somewhat surprising, uh, where they uh, they 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 rejected the redistricting that was used in Alabama, so that they only had one congressional district in the whole state for African Americans, even though they're twenty seven percent of the population. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so that was that was that was good. That was surprising. And uh, so, so, and they also have, uh, for now at least, rejected uh, in Moore versus Harper in North Carolina the so-called independent state legislature theory. Had they did that, that would be basically turning the lights out on any premise of democracy in America because the uh, right-wing legislators could pick whoever they wanted as. Elected. They were saying that state legislatures should. Should be able to overrule the federal government on well. They on should be elections. able. They should be able to overrule the voters mm-hmm. on election. <laughs> so, so if you were in a state like Georgia, where Joe Biden wins by eleven thousand seven hundred and eighty votes, don't tell me how I remember that. You, they'd be able to say, hey, "We don't care. We're going to pick electors for Donald Trump." Mm-hmm. That's what they wanted to do. But for now, they've rejected that idea. I see. So the Supreme Court did some things right and some things wrong. What some some uh, most people are, as I said a while ago, most people think have a very low opinion of the Supreme Court. Here's what one of them, one senator said, quote, I would love to tell you that the Supreme Court is an impartial judicial institution whose decisions are above politics. That was perhaps once true, but it is certainly not the case anymore. Senator Bernie Sanders, we got to take a break. Be right back. <laughs> back on the workers beat kenneth williams sitting in for bonnie matthias today and we've been talking about whether or not people should be celebrating july the 4th and the phones are not working very well but we're trying to get by and let people call good morning thanks for calling kno well that one's not going to try okay well the number is 972-647-1893 be sure your radio is turned off be sure you're not on speakerphone Be sure you're not in your car driving and get as close to the phone as you can to try to get heard. Here's another reason that people may not want to celebrate the 4th of July this year. A white woman who was arrested in the fatal shooting of her black neighbor in Ocala, Florida, 
was charged Monday with assault and manslaughter with a firearm. She killed that woman. She killed her neighbor, shot her right through the door. And in early June, Susan Lorenz, 58, shot and killed Ajiki A.J. Owens, a 35-year-old mother of four, over a dispute involving Owens' children. She had been calling the children the N-word, and that's why the neighbor came over and knocked on her door and got killed, got shot through the door, but they're only going to charge her with assault and manslaughter. How about this one, too, Kenneth? Five Mississippi deputies have been fired, accused of beating, sexually assaulting, and shooting black men. Um, These are abominations. They're just terrible. You know, in that first case there, you noted that that was another Florida special, uh, mm-hmm. the one where the uh, woman shot the mother through the door while the mother's standing next to her child. She's knocking on the door in order to try to talk to the woman about the woman threw roller skates and some other objects at her children. Right. And so she knocks on the door to ask her about doing this. And so she shoots her through the door. And um, it, it's it's a it's an incredible injustice that she's only charged with manslaughter. Uh, yeah. It's really terrible. Well, and you mentioned that it's a, a Florida special. What makes Florida special? Well, you know, given that we have uh, we have uh, Agent Orange uh, lives down there, you know, with his uh, boxes of classified documents, and then we have uh, uh, little little Ron DeSantis, the uh, the, the 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 wannabe Trump, uh, it's it's clearly there's some strange things going down. In I think that people state. people in Florida think they can get away with racial crimes. Well, that's the signal they're getting from the uh, you know the governor down there. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about laws like stand your ground laws, why are those laws percolating up in these states, and particularly the same states that were historically Jim Crow states? Mm-hmm. These are the states that that also want to have people to be able to walk around with guns. Now, who are they going to let walk around with guns and who are they going to let get away with shooting somebody? Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you this, it ain't going to be the it, it, it ain't going to be the black people who are going to get to go around and shoot people and then say I'm standing my ground. That's not what happens. What it's happens? The other way around. It's the other way around. Mm-hmm. And that and again, this is a, and again Clarence, if you're listening, Clarence, this is for Clarence Thomas. In those laws, it doesn't say anything about black or white. It's how they're administered, mm-hmm. right? Everybody kind of understands the rules. Like, like for example, you remember those black police officers beat beat the uh, uh, a black man to death in um, Memphis, Tennessee, right? Okay. There were people who said that didn't involve race. Here's uh-huh. why it involves race: those black police officers and the white police officers in that police department in Memphis know they could not take a white man and beat him to death like that. Mm-hmm. They know who they can do this to. I it's see. not written down, but it's understood. They know who they know. They know the rules, even though they're not written. Well, don't leave Texas out of it because newly released data collected from the Texas Department of Public Safety show that hate crimes in Texas increased by 6.4 percent from 2021 to 2022, marking the sixth year in a row that the state has seen an increase in hate crimes and setting. A new record, and that was in the Texas Observer. So we got hate rhymes increasing, and uh, yes, here's one from Salon News Service. It says, yes, we have homegrown fascists, and they're beginning to say the quiet part out loud. You can call us at 972-647-1893, but the phones are not working very well, and uh, the callers so far have had a really hard time being heard and understood. Luckily, we have Kenneth Williams here today, and we've been talking about whether or not everybody should celebrate July the 4th. There's another caller, another one gonna try. Okay, turn your radio off, get close to the phone, and talk loud. Good morning. Thanks for calling. Yes, Yes, I wanna celebrate July 4th, but I just wanted to bring attention to the two-tier justice system we have. The Democratic Party doesn't get prosecuted for nothing. If you falsify anything to a police officer, you get arrested. There's laws against that. But the, the Democratic people lie all the time to Congress 
but there's nothing done. Uh-huh. And there's laws against that. Uh-huh. If that, if that shouldn't mess it, I don't know what will. Thank you very much. All right. Appreciate you very much. And you can call us, too, at 972-647-1893. You want to respond, Kenneth? Uh, yeah, that's, that's an interesting perception that the, that the caller has. But uh, I almost guarantee him if he goes to a prison system in America, the one thing you're not going to find is a lot of Republicans. Mm-hmm. There ain't a whole <laughs> lot of Republicans in prison. And, uh, yeah, and, that's, and that's in all 50 states. You ain't going to fight. You could probably go to Utah, and most of the people in prison probably ain't Republicans. So the notion that Republicans are the victims of a two-tier justice system is laughable. You need to go sit down in a courtroom somewhere and see who they're actually putting in jail. And trust me, ain't many Republicans going that, down that route. Okay. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Let's try this phone number. Is it working? Hello. 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 You're on the air. Uh, You're on the air. Go uh, ahead. Yeah, I'm having a hard time, but anyway, I'll try. Uh, I'm Democrat. I'm retired. I'm in That's my solution. Mm, okay. He said he moved somewhere? He's moving? Is that I moved it? to Mexico. Oh, to Mexico. Got it. <laughs> okay. Well, good for you. Uh, uh, so, uh, at least you've got an answer, don't you? Thanks very much. Yeah, I got the Okay. 972-647-1893. So there's one solution to the to the July 4th question. Just go to Mexico and don't, don't have to worry about it. I have to read this. KNON 40th anniversary celebration is in less than five weeks. Do you have your tickets yet? Good seats are still available at KNON.org. They have, for the, for the 40th anniversary celebration, four great artists, including Tejano from Jay Perez, Blues with R.L. Griffin and the Blues Palace Show, band with special guests Greg A. Smith and Fat Daddy, rock and roll from Igor and the Red Elvises, country by the Matt Hillier Brand. Sunday, July the 30th, the early show starts at 2 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Granada Theater in Dallas. Tickets, more information at granadatheater.com or knon.org. This is presented by Jimmy Wallace Guitars and sponsored in part by the Domingo Garcia Law Offices and KNON Family Sponsors, Venturity Financial Partners, and Picasso <coughs> Construction and Movement. The station is 40 years old, and uh, that doesn't mean me and Kenneth Williams are 40 years old. It just means the station is. So, uh, so no, no reflection on us. The Fifth Federal Circuit Court is trying to hold a Black Lives Matter protest organizer responsible because one of those protesters threw a rock that hit a policeman. So, if you were out protesting with Black Lives Matter and somebody stepped on a policeman's toe, does that mean you have to go to jail? Well, the Fifth, <laughs> fifth Court in, in uh, New Orleans says yes, and that's going to go to the su- Supreme Court. I hope, in some ways, I kind of hope it would because that would mean that if, if, if organizing a protest and somebody misbehaved is, is your fault and you have to go to jail for it, then Donald Trump would be in jail, wouldn't he, because of 2000, uh, January 6th. Now, now see, that, that's, that's logical. I don't, I don't doubt that, that that's consistent from a logical point of view. However, that, these cases would have to go through those same six extremist judges. Mm-hmm. And they might very well say that if you organize a Black Lives Matter protest and someone does something bad, yeah, you, you go to jail. Mm-hmm. But when Donald Trump stands on the, on the rostrum and tells his followers to go to the Capitol and fight like hell, mm-hmm. they're going to say, Donald Trump has nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. So and that's right. predictable. So, so, so no. <laughs> At, so the, the, the previous caller was claiming there was a two-tier justice system Absolutely, yes, there is. And you know the other thing you never really find in prison: rich people. You know yeah. they're, they're they're just they're just a missing they're a missing species in the prison in the penitentiary system. They just mm-hmm. they just aren't there. So yeah, we got a two tier justice system. We absolutely do, but not the way he thinks it is. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're white, it's all right. If you they there was they used to be a little. Little poem like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, apparently, Malcolm X used to say that. Yeah, if you're white, it's all right. If you're uh-huh. black, get back. 
Yeah, that, and, and that, that hasn't necessarily changed. And, of course, the 4th of July is coming up, and everybody is supposed to celebrate. And Frederick Douglass, we mentioned earlier, Frederick Douglass said, what is this 4th of July for Americans, black people? And uh, why should we be celebrating? He called it your 4th of July. Yeah, that's what he said. Not our 4th of July. 972-647-1893. We've been trying to work with a very, very bad phone system problem. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. You on yeah. the air? Mm-hmm. Oh, wonderful. Uh, glad that you uh, had me on. I want y'all thoughts on the recent uh, election of the city councilman. Uh, in fourteen one, the purpose of electing a tri-ethnic group one so that we had made sure let, let me let me let me stop you just a minute i'm sorry if are you on speakerphone because there's a lot of lot of echo uh this year the council voted to do away with the i'm sorry this is not going to work she and, and apparently she really knew what she was going to talk about but sister we just couldn't hear you the uh, phones are just not working the way they're supposed to work today and I thought they'd have that fixed by now. So, but that's the way things go sometimes. When you're a little community radio station like ours, we just have to get by with uh, what we can get by with. There is a battle brewing in Texas over who's going to be able to tell Texas history. Now, this has got a lot more to do with the uh, Mexican-American population, possibly, than the black population. Although I think the black population has got quite a bit, of say, bit to say about how history in Texas is handled. I know you're not a native Texan, Kenneth, but have you noticed how distorted Texas history is? Well, uh, you know, just a little bit, because I, I, have, I have actually, uh, I took a Texas government class here while I went to school here. Mm-hmm. And so I got a little bit of info that way. And I've, uh, you know, raised a couple of children here. So... I realize Texas is not a place where, you know, they have actually confronted their, their actual history. And 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 rejecting history, fighting against history, is a big part of the conservative agenda right now. Mm-hmm. Right? So when they say they don't want CRT, they're really saying, we don't want history that includes everybody's story. Mm-hmm. We want to take some people's story out of the history books and cast that to the side. And they're calling that being against CRT. Most of them have no idea what CRT is. What is CRT? Well, it's critical race theory is what the letters stand for, uh-huh. and it's a and it's an advanced area of study that's taught in law school. They're pretending that they're teaching it people in in, in you know in, in elementary school and in high school, and they're not. Uh-huh. But 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 that part's irrelevant. I, I, I always ought, refer I to, to. I I I refer to what the real intention is. They don't want to teach black history. I'm sure they don't want to teach the history of Latino people. They don't want to teach the history of anything that takes away from the narrative they want folks to believe in, that there's this heroic uh, struggle for liberty where everybody, you know, had a fair deal. That's what they want people to believe. We have to take a break. Be right back. Uh, Bonnie is out. She had a car wreck a week or so ago, and she had a surgery on her shoulder. And we wish her the very best in her recovery, and I think she is going to be recovered. I'm sure she'll be back next week. Meantime, we have Kenneth Williams. It's, it's kind of worked out really well for me because I wanted to talk about the 4th of July with a civil rights activist like Kenneth Williams. Do we have to take a call? Okay, we're going to try the phones again. I hope it works. Good morning. Thanks for t- calling KNON. Uh, hi, it's, uh, it's, uh, I'm on the line. Yeah, the whole world is listening. All right. Um, my name is Will Hale. Uh, I'm a uh, UPSer, uh, part-time inside Denton, Texas. Um, one thing that I think really is not being talked about right now in the UPS contract campaign, you hear a lot about the two-tier system. Now they're talking about between RPCDs and 22 cores. We know the history of our ladder contracts. We took a uh, we took a bad deal and we took a second tier in the driving. 
well, what's not talked about a lot is the two-tier system on the inside. All right, so part-timers, we make, uh, most of us make 1665, and the 223s, the full-time inside, they make close to double what we make. Wow. So, right. I said, wow, they're making twice what you make. Doing the same work, I guess. So this is doing the the same work. Right. Hmm. And so the IBT, the International Brotherhood of the Teamsters, they have focused a lot on this two-tiered system on the driving side. But what we're we're not getting a lot of coverage on is the two-tiered system on the inside. Uh-huh. Right. So as part-timers, as the rank and file, we're, de- we're what we're demanding is at least 25 an hour base pay. I see. Now this doesn't this doesn't get close to ending the two-tiered system. No. Right. Um. But our concern is is that the IBT is not paying attention. To, to, you know, our plight, historically, the part-timers, we are the largest part of the bargaining unit, but historically, we are the lowest vote. I see. Right? Now, are you, so, are, wait, I want to see if we're talking about, are we talking about the UPS contract? Or, yes, sir. Yeah. Okay, UPS is the delivery service, and you, you work uh, for the, in the uh, warehousing distribution part of it, right? Correct. I uh-huh. load the trucks to go out on the road. And I've been dying to talk to somebody like you because I want to know uh, how, do you, how do you want the rest of us to back you up? I'm glad you're clarifying one of the problems. They have a two-tier wage system, which is really, really awful. Lots of unions have taken that over the years, and all the workers hate it. Uh, so uh, how can we back you up? How can we help win this major strike between UPS and the Teamsters Union? Well, I think right now you're doing a, you're doing a, a big thing by, you know, letting me get out there and sort of tell my story and, and the plight of the part-timers. Uh-huh. You know, um, because if the, if the IPP doesn't, you know, doesn't take care of us, doesn't get us, you know, um, our 25 an hour base pay what's the catch up raises for the people who have been here for a long time I, I can't tell you how many concessions we've taken over the years around the part time right um, but you know I think it's important for, for UPSers the feeder drivers the guys who drive the tractor trailers the package car drivers those are the guys you see every day out delivering the full time inside people I think it's important to get the message out to them. Us part-timers, we're your brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? We support you, and we need you to support us. Right on. So if the IBT doesn't get us, you know, if our leadership fails, we need democracy to pick up the pieces of where they failed. And uh-huh. so we need a no vote on a contract that doesn't get us that 25 an hour base pay and those cash up rates. Okay, so if if they don't give us a decent uh, a decent upgrade for the part-time workers, you're saying, then everybody in the International Brotherhood of Teamsters should vote well, no the on the contract. Mm-hmm. So in other words, everybody has to stick together. Correct, mm-hmm. because an injury to one is an injury to all. Okay, an injury to one is an injury to all. That's the basic slogan of the union movement. We appreciate it very much, and I want you to continue to help let uh, KNON hear from you in the future when the phones are working better uh, so that we will be able to channel this and tell people exactly what they want to do because I can tell you, brother, this. A lot of people that I know have been asking me, how are we going to help the Teamsters in this most important uh contract fight 340,000 teamsters this is the biggest private sector 
union contract in America. It makes a great deal of difference to all of us. And people are asking me how to help, and I keep telling them, well, I'm, I'm trying to find out. So I appreciate you very much for calling, and I hope you'll call us again, and I hope the phones are working better. Thank you so much. And you can call us, too, at 972-647-1893. If, if the unions win, start winning, maybe we'll start celebrating the 4th of July. Well, it, the unions are such a, a big part of this, and, and it's so important. Uh, one, of the, one of the things this same Supreme Court did recently is they had a ruling that said that if a union goes on strike, that the employer could sue the union, mm-hmm. and that's a very um, concerning ruling because that is a, a major danger to the uh, to the whole union movement. If you don't like democracy, you're not going to like unions. Exactly. And, exactly. And the same way, if you don't like unions, you're not going to like democracy. Because the whole idea is for the whole idea of democracy is for people to have some say so about their lives. And most workers, let's let's face it, the work most workers don't have any say so about the main thing in their lives, which is the, the hours that they spend on the job. Uh, the only way to get a say-so is to organize a union. Mm-hmm. I'm proud to say that another uh, Starbucks got organized. This one was in Plano. And uh, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Rosie Kurtz and the All Young Active Labor Leaders Group because they helped. They backed them up. And uh, they had us going up there. <laughs> they had us going up there by twos and threes so that we would have somebody from the union movement up there at every shift that they had in that Plano uh, uh, coffee shop. And they finally, uh, they voted, I think it was 13 to 5. Some of them were for it, some of them were against it, but the majority were for it. So democracy prevails and they now have union. And they can go on and start figuring out how they're going to get their first contract because that is a real, real, real battle. We were talking about Texas history. And uh, the problem that they're having right now is they're having a fight over who's going to be leading the State Historical Association because uh, the right-wingers want to put somebody in there that will help them hide the history. And, uh, and the professional historians want to have somebody that will, will at least tell some kind of a neutral story. Wow. And uh, in Texas, it's very hard to find out the, the truth about what happened. You can read... You can read a dozen books about Dallas history and you'll never find out that they had slaves here <laughs> because it's just not in there. They might, they might mention the fire in 1860, but that's about it. I think that's so important. If, uh, if, we, don't, if we don't learn the, the true story of history, that's going to put us in a place where we're going to just keep having to fight through these same issues into the future. Mm-hmm. I do have some good news about uh, civil rights, though, and this is... This one, this one may kind of shock you. You might want to sit down. California may put aside as much as $800 million. That's more than their annual budget, I think. They may put aside as much as $800 million for reparations for the descendants of slavery in California. I, I, I heard that. That's really exciting. Yeah, that would be the first state that ever did it. But, of course, that wasn't a slave state. They don't have an awful lot of Californians that are descendants of slaves well, compared, to well, the, compared to the South. Well, actually, actually, the, the, the African-Americans in California do descend from slaves because they came from Texas and they came from Louisiana. That's how California, most of Afri- uh, California's African-American population is where they came from. Yeah, but, and so, but is so, that going to count? I think you have to be Californians. Oh yeah. well, well, no. These people are Californians. They came here there in the 1940s. I see. Have, they, see, there's there was the Great Migration, right? Yeah, I know. About and, that. and the Great, well, that's how California got populated with most of its African American population. Like I'm from New York, mm-hmm. but my family comes from South Carolina and North Carolina. I see. Right. So if the state of New York wanted to do something like this, would I be exempted? Because I mean, that wouldn't make any sense. I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how they're going to do it. You have to understand that the problem of slavery is a problem of 50 states. It's not a problem mm-hmm. of just the South. Mm-hmm. It's a problem of the whole country because the whole country helped to maintain that system. So the reparations right? should go no matter where your ancestors were enslaved. Exactly. They should go to you in whatever state that you're living in. Wherever you, wherever you live in the, in, in the United States, certainly. Okay, well, we're going to take a call. The phones are not working very well, but we're doing the best we can. 
Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Good morning. Hello. You're on the air. Hi. Thanks. Jean Lance, this is Susan Motley, uh, staff attorney to Ken Mulberg and former candidate for State House in 105 in Irving. Hans Pierre shaking his head. We, he can't get you in clearly. I think you called earlier, and I'm very, very sorry. Uh, I don't know if if it's your phone or or what, because some of the some of the callers we could hear, and some of them we couldn't. And I don't know whether it's our phones or something else but uh we can't just uh expect the radio audience to just sit and wait when they when they can't hear and can't understand people here's another little civil rights thing this was in the dallas morning news some of the off-duty cops that are supposed to be guarding foster children have been using handcuffs pepper spray and stun guns on the children is that astounding, Kenneth Williams? That, that's 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 both astounding and, and depressing. That's just terrible. Let me ask you the big. Oh well, we got to take another call. We'll try it again. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello. How you doing? Uh, I can barely hear you, brother. Get as close as close as you can to the phone. Turn off your radio and don't use speakerphone. Hey, can you hear? I can hear. I can hear. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I was calling. Because the phone lines are so clear, I was wondering why uh, on Winterbond this show the uh, lines was missing up. I don't know. Last last week we didn't have any phone service at all, and uh, wow. And uh, this week it's garbled. Wow, y'all having a great show. Well, appreciate it. Uh, we're doing right, the best we you. can. Thank you, brother. All right. Okay. Here's the big question. I'm so glad I got Kenneth Williams in here because you're not just a guy off the... Oh, another call. He's going to try it again. All right, we'll try another call. Good morning. Thanks for calling Kano in. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. I don't think they're going to make it, Pierre. I don't hear anything. Okay, it's cut off. I wonder if they did that on purpose. Okay, I'm sorry, but we couldn't hear you. Uh, Kenneth Williams, what are we going to do about it? I know you're the secretary of the Democratic Party in this county, and I know you're the president of the Dallas chapter of the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans, and I know you've been around civil rights for a long, long time. And so what do, we, what do you recommend? Well, you know, if you want it to change, you're going to have to do things to change it. And the first thing, the basic thing that everybody can do is vote. Mm-hmm. We are going to see right now, the current Republican Party is a threat to democracy. Mm-hmm. We have to turn out in massive numbers to vote in order to try to hold on to the Congress and the White House. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't, there's going to be consequences on the other side. We can see what the other people want to do. They want to create a society that's, that only gives rights to certain people. And the rest of us are going to suffer if we allow them to take. We already have the, the bans on abortion right here in Texas. Mm-hmm. We have a tax on voting rights. we got to vote. We have to show up in large numbers in 2024. And that's that's the key to everything. Huh? Well, right, let me give you a couple more things to comment on. Over in France, they have arrested 600 people or more because they are protesting because the cops shot a 17-year-old black kid and... Uh, over there, they they don't just they don't just say we didn't like it. They go out and break windows and stuff. So, do you think we should be doing that? Well, I don't think we should be breaking windows, but I do think we have to stand up when these things happen, and we have. Uh, we we got a prosecution of the of the police officer who killed George Floyd because people turned up in massive numbers and protested. Otherwise, so, they would right, just otherwise they would not have done anything. So we've done that here too. And how about this one? The death of Homer Hogue, one of the last of the Tuskegee pilots who risked his life flying red-tailed fighter planes for this country. He died this week as 96 years old. But after World War II, this accomplished pilot, see, most pilots from World War II came home and went to work for the commercial airlines. They told him he could get a job in a commercial airlines, but it would be sweeping the floor. That's what happened to Homer Hogue when he got out of the war. He could not get a decent job from the commercial airlines and he died 
in Dallas this week. Isn't that a shame? Right, it is a shame. And, and what people often miss when we don't allow the inclusion of everybody, we're missing out on the use of everybody's talents. Mm. This Clarence man, Tom, Clarence could, Thomas said we should ignore race. Right. We want to ignore what they're doing right now. Ignore, right. ignore racism is what he's saying. But that that is their solution, mm-hmm. and it ain't. And this is not the first time they've tried it. They this is exactly what they did after Reconstruction. They they rewrote the history books and they just didn't say anything and they imagined the problem would go away. It didn't work then. It's not going to work now. Here's another one for you, Kenneth Williams. The the Startlegram, the tel- the uh, newspaper over in Fort Worth says, "Quote: How many more people must die?" in Tarrant County Jail before someone acts. A lot of people have died in in jail in Tarrant County. And this goes back, I know, all the way back into the 30s. And so, Kenneth Williams, do you you consider uh, prison and capital punishment and people dying in jail, do you consider that a civil rights issue? It absolutely is. It's one of the the biggest issues we have. We have in America, we have only about four or 5% of the world's population. And we've got 25% of the world's prisoners. There's something wrong with that picture. It doesn't make any sense. We don't have, we don't have that much more crime than other countries. We just, we just have an idea that punishing people, or I should say punishing certain people, is okay. It doesn't matter how much they suffer. And that is something that we've inherited, I think, from slavery and from this long period of dehumanizing part of the population. When, and, and we need to fix it. When slavery became illegal, the first thing they did was start arresting all the black men they could find and putting them in jail and then making slaves of them. Well, they, they had these vagrancy laws. And, then, and from the vagrancy law, you violate the vagrancy law, meaning you just don't have a job, and you end up getting arrested and put on the chain gang. We're going to have to get out of the way. There's some of the best music in North Texas ever. Coming up next, and we wish uh, to say, Bonnie Mathias, get well quick, and we'll see you soon. Get well, Bonnie.